0: noiros the original lead-in dan the the tried and true the only lead-in in in town wow i like that (laughs) welcome to the show we got the only ghost in town piping up over there mr dan himself it's me itching that eyebrow of his he's in the zone for this movie eyebrows play a big factor they do actually kim novak's fucking insane eyebrows yes I was thinking about that as I
1: was watching it. Yeah.
0: That Blu-ray really pretty, brings
1: those brows out. Pretty intense eyebrows in this movie.
0: Pretty intense eyebrows. They, they, you pretty much already have a review of this movie, so we understand if you want to tune out, but you want to hear the lads get at it. You want to hear warm coat, sludge people. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to call myself in this case. Gentleman Joey. How about Benjamin that? Joey. There's an LLC I uh, respect. Have you all seen that yet? No, nah, I got it. That's coming. Yeah, you need to. Sometime this year. There's a lot, there's a lot to do. This is a professional year. It is a professional year. Breaking off the next decade, the twenties, officially. We're back in it. Yep. Everything's open. Shows are back.
1: Yep. Still not going yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Ortlieb's next week, man.
1: Which show are you going to? Chainsaw. Oh, you're going to that in the Warhawks? Yeah. Cool. Seems yeah, I mean of the, of the of the shows I was yeah, I mean that'd be one I would consider, but yeah, I'm still so like, I
0: was given every option, Dan, and that's yeah. the one I've chosen. Yeah. That's a good good choice. It's also a good Saturday show. Mm. And for people I know, that's what it's all about, right? If I'm coming out there, I need to collect the most people.
1: Yeah, exactly. That I can. Good tunes, good friends. Yup. Tacos. Tacos, yeah. Can't forget tacos.
0: They got those $2 tacos. Prices may have gone up since the pandemic. We'll find out. I'll report back. Yes. In in two weeks.
1: Yes, let me know.
0: Don't remember what episode it is, but.
1: We're, We're episode 27 now.
0: I guess I meant more movie-wise, but yes, we are oh. at 27.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> all dogs go to Heaven 11.
1: They all go to 7-Eleven?
0: Yeah, I like that. All hot dogs <laughs> go to 7-Eleven. Yes. They're on the little, those rollers.
1: Yes, they, that's true.
0: Quite greasy, but they're, they're trying good. to get you. They're, yeah. they're good. They're all right. That's about all we have to say about hot dogs <laughs> today. Dan, when we had met up, we had our little powwow, as we do, a couple of pals catching up. A little bit of secrets before the podcast. You know, can't let the viewers, the listeners, uh, here we go again with my viewer tendency to say. Behind the they scenes. Don't, they don't get everything, yes. BTS, which I learned recently the meaning of behind the scenes, Dan. Are you familiar with this as a, a cinephile?
1: Don't think so, unless it's obvious.
0: A lot of times these movie theaters would be connected to um, brothels. Mm-hmm. To go behind the scenes when you're in the movie theater, you would go behind the curtain and receive some sort of paid pleasure. Oh, so you would go behind the scenes, and then it just spiraled from there. Spiraled from there. wow! Something we say is <laughs> <as> people. <laughs> but yes, I learned that very recently. Know. Yes, very good to know. Figured I'd take you BTS, Dan, and by that I mean I'd suck your dick. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're, we're editing this part out, right? <laughs> <laughs> up to the up to the fans vote, vote if we edit it out.
1: <laughs> sometimes sometimes does i'm speechless so I, sometimes that happens you know? <laughs> uh
0: welcome to the show you're a sleepy fella
1: i'm a very sleepy you, fella what you
0: told me but your first day of vacation yes welcome to it via condios.
1: thank you sir i am here yeah, I normally watch movies. I feel uh, like you're
0: supposed to have like some sort of zoom background, right? Like I, I should see some palm trees behind you for this one. I
1: do. I actually have my. I'm gonna get my Margaritaville one up. Uh, it's just a picture of Jimmy Buffett behind me with a parrot.
0: Yo, there's a Margarita, the Burger one in uh, like Atlantic City. Oh yeah, kind of want to go.
1: Hey, I think you should go. Should I we record, record a podcast back. from there? Yeah. <laughs> coming, coming to you live.
0: I think that'd be fun.
1: Yeah, I feel like there could be a good cross section of fans there.
0: All right, we'll uh, we'll contact the management and see what we could put together.
1: I'm sure they're avid listeners, so I'm sure they'll they'll go contact us first. But yeah, what I was gonna say is that normally this was the first for a while where I actually watched it the morning of because typically I watch the night before we record. But it's Sixers playoff time, so Sixers had a playoff game last night, so I. I instead watch. No the time Sixers for games. your hobbies, Dan.
0: This is what's important, right?
1: I know. Well, I figured, you know, I have the time, and you know, the movie. This mixed movie, I've, I've seen many times. It's actually the, I think it's the first Hitchcock film I've ever seen. So I, I feel like going into it. It's been a little while, but you know, I knew it fairly well. That you know, even if I had to watch it last minute or, or whatnot, you know, I, I started okay. with that
0: feeling of, of coasting through it. And and one thing I really wanted to say. Sorry, I'm just checking the progress of a package that's supposed to be coming that is podcast related, Dan. I
1: was
0: actually hoping to surprise you with it on the show. We'll see if that happens. Otherwise, we're going to wait till next
1: week. Maybe someone will walk in and hand deliver it to you.
0: (laughs) That would be cool and creepy all at once.
1: Yes. But yeah, it's a sleepy movie. This movie never fails to make me sleepy.
0: Uh, Every time I try to watch it, because I get excited to watch a little Vertigo every now and then, every couple of years, it gets me. I don't think I've made it through it in a while. I've had a lot of false starts with this in a bit. And I was like, all right, I'm ready for it. The podcast, yeah. I've been watching the Fast and Furious franchise, getting ready for Fast 9. Mm. Hopefully the, the gang goes to space in this one. But boy, <laughs> what a ride. Though. And a pun not intended, but I'll take it. Whew. Crazy times. But I made it through Fast 7 last night. You make it, why? Wow, Wide through. awake. <laughs> Paid <laughs> attention to all that. And I'm like, all right, brain on the, the go. You know, that's what, what we call it here in the biz, the go, vertigo. And I instantly got sleepy. And I'm like, all right, let me, let me get in a little nap. That nap went through quite a, a lot of snoozes on the old alarm. Then I was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Dipped in a little more and then couldn't do it again and finished it this morning. Nice. And it was right before the best scene of the movie. Everyone knows what we're talking about. The cool scene, you know. The scene.
1: You know, and the scene.
0: <laughs> one that I would have wished to have wanted to watch in the dark, especially. Mm. And it was like right before then. And I wish I had waited it out, but I don't know if I could have fully appreciated it
1: either. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, like I said, I've seen it so many times that I was, you know, sometimes when you see a movie so long, especially a movie like this, you kind of reflect on the overall vibe, like you're trying to like almost remove yourself from it. And I feel like this time more than ever, actually, I felt more removed from it because it's a very, it's a very alienating movie. It really is. And I think that's probably why it's sleepy.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We'll get into it, Dan. I feel like yeah. we're dipping a little too much. But you have a report to give us as well from last week. I do. you I remember do? your homework assignment? I had homework? You did have homework, Dan. As we mentioned, that uh, Bill and Ted Day had passed us. And you well, were going to watch what? one of the three films, and you look like you didn't watch any of them.
1: No, guess what? I did watch it on the 9th. I watched the oh, first one. Oh, you little trickster. I like
0: that. I got Love tricks it. up my sleeve. So you watched the first one at least. We'll yes. let this story play out. What did you think?
1: I think I would have loved this movie if I saw it in the early nineties. When I watched these types of movies, I think you needed it then. Yeah. I feel like now, you know, now that I'm, I'm almost 35, I I, I thought there were parts that were funny and I enjoyed it, but I, I I didn't, I didn't feel anything for it. Like, I I feel like this needed to be a movie that like, in like the sense, like of like a Wayne's world is for me. Like, I feel like it's of that same ilk. And I feel like if I'd carried this with me my whole life, I would have a higher appreciation for it. Now I feel like it's just like, eh, I I thought it was fun. It was fine. Travel through time. Yeah. You know, it had moments and and I, I, I I think the one thing that was reoccurring that I love is when they kept saying, they kept pronouncing Beethoven as Beethoven. Yup. And so
0: great. A lot of, a lot of good times of pronunciation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there were some funny moments and uh, (laughs) I love, I love Diane Franklin. So there you go. Yeah. So you got, I knew, I knew that she was in it. So, just the um, first one, though. Just the first one, yeah, I know. They bummer.
0: recast those parts all throughout the franchise. Probably yeah. the only ones, To Everyone else will stick with people, but just not those for some reason. <sighs> That's the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was fine. And you just watched the first one, it sounds like? I did, yeah.
1: Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I was okay with watching it. Like, it was fine. Um, yeah, I wasn't worried about wasting your time. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't feel like my time was wasted. No, fair I, enough. I, I remember I've seen like bits of it before. Like I've caught parts of it, but like sure. I never watched it start to finish. So I th- think it never really like nothing really stuck with me. But yeah, no, I, I, I
0: I'd, I'd love to fine. at least get the second one out of you because that's my particular favorite. And I think Okay, it raises the stakes of a sequel and it gets a lot crazier, a lot of fun special effects, okay. makeup. They go to yeah. hell. I mean, I don't know how have better to sell it. <laughs>
1: I think you're selling it pretty good.
0: A lot of good stuff with the Reaper. I mean, there's a lot, I, I feel like a lot of the beloved stuff weirdly comes from the second one, but like mm-hmm. a lot of it's from the first one. I will say having having done the the trilogy for the day, the first one is my vertigo. Okay. Or it's just like, I've seen this a bunch of times. Like it, yeah. you're just kind of going through the motions, but I, there's lines and moments, but yeah, I feel like just the zaniness and, and just like where they're like really into these characters and also just like, hey, if we're going to come back, let's do it you know like let's yeah. really go for it because that first one was such just like a fluke of it's just a low budget little something they didn't even have george carlin cast until like deep into shooting oh wow <laughs> like weird stuff like that and then it took years for it to come out like a lot of just weird things like that yeah had to reshoot the ending that's never good
1: yeah, it's usually not a good sign. But
0: then the <laughs> ending is so spectacular in
1: that, so, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought the ending was really good. That, that's one thing I, I, did, I did really like about the movie. The way you are glad
0: to see where the Ataris has got that psalm title? I
1: thought it was from that movie, but I wasn't 100% sure. But then I was obviously 100% sure once I watched the movie. Yeah. And I thought about that, especially because they started talking about San Dimas at the beginning. I'm like, I know it's going to come up at some point.
0: Yeah, they probably have high school football, but the question is, does it rule? it does it does in fact rule yeah
1: yes that's true although
0: our two you know the two main characters don't confirm that ever so no that's true we, have to, ta- we have to take that to one guy's
1: him. word for it exactly beast, i didn't even you know.
0: see his whole presentation but i certainly know he didn't go through time to do it no he
1: certainly did not anything else going
0: on any other anything else on the docket Dan? um my particular watch any of the fast and furious movies that's really where my mind has been at
1: this no time. i've never seen any of those movies
0: boy it could be another assignment but they're just fun man they're so dumb and fun it, it yeah
1: really
0: it's just a hoot
1: I, I think eventually i'll get to them i've had a couple other other people tell me the same thing that they're just you know
0: if you love action rides. movies, they're yeah, really do. they're bringing it in a way that i feel like a lot of the classic action movies did i mean just the destruction of cars and what you're gonna do with these cars i mean it really forces the imagination and and it's fascinating
1: well i'm assuming that the cars are going fast and furious
0: yes they're getting more furious for sure okay so but the not... furious
1: furious is overtaking the fast
0: i would say the balance is still good but i felt like the furious wasn't quite furious there. enough but yeah. now we're getting more furious but not too fast too furious
1: okay somehow i make that makes sense to me
0: well there you go sounds like you're ready i think i think maybe i am <laughs> Speaking of ready, are you ready to get into Vertigo? I think I am, yeah. I guess we sort of already had. We said it's a sleepy movie, but it's a sleepy movie. I like Vertigo. I think I understand why I like Vertigo after watching it this time more than ever. It's more a style over substance for sure. Definitely. You're you're really just along for the ride of just how cool looking it is. I mean
1: beautiful colors like i mean yes. the colors are amazing
0: and of course it's hitchcock so of course everything's going to be extremely well thought out all that works for me and, and that's that's the biggest stuff so yeah we got vertigo was released may 9th 1958 it's produced by alfred j hitchcock productions and distributed by paramount pictures directed by the aforementioned alfred hitchcock great director one of the worst human <laughs> beings alive uh, real scumbag that guy
1: but did I don't good know. work yeah, you know, what? I I don't honestly don't know that much about his personal life. Like, I know a little bit about it, but like, just because I feel like as much as I am, I, I'd say a, a film fan. Tippi
0: Hedren, you are you familiar with how he terrorized her? And yes, I am. her yes. career and 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 things like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I'm aware of some of the things he's done, but you know, I think, like I said, I'm more of, I guess, a recent like I'm finally like getting into some of his movies. Like, I, I feel like for a while I kind of resisted for a long time. I feel like. It's always just like everyone always tells it, oh, it's Alfred Hitchcock, it's great. Like you know, it's just like one of those things that you kind of just, all right, like you're kind of dismissive. It's a common
0: it. theme from you, Dan. What? If something someone if someone pushes something on you, you're like, ah, oh, I, I don't like that. I don't want that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there were some movies that I saw that I liked, but you know, there's also ones that I didn't like by by Hitchcock. So I mean, and, and even like like The Birds, like I don't like that movie. I don't think it's a very good movie. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people always talk about how good it is. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. It's just, I don't... Good soundtrack. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, that movie felt more boring to me than, than you know, or, or sleepy feeling than, than Vertigo. Like, I, I felt really... I guess maybe it was my headspace at the time when I was watching it, but... It's about like, I, birds, Dan. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> the, the, the titular birds, so birds? I think birds, the
0: hype was just like, oh my God, this movie is terrifying. better... Well, I think it was like hey, it's better than you think it would, and then that all of a sudden just became like, oh my god, the birds.
1: Yeah, and, and like you said, I, I feel like that's that's a case of that movie where I feel like it's definitely like a style over substance. But even the style, I didn't really like. So I think that's kind of what you're left with. You know, we're I mean? not
0: here to talk about the birds, Dan.
1: We can. I mean, I right. think it's
0: it's a genius. We heard of the rodeo. Great album. Yeah.
1: I mean I love the I love the band the birds, yes. That, that's reference yeah. I just made, sir. I know. All I'm I, agreeing I, with you. You didn't hear the why when
0: I said it earlier?
1: I didn't. You have to you have Byard's, to write it, write it out on the screen. You
0: gotta visualize with your mind.
1: I'm trying. Yeah, but no, I I think Vertigo, I, I think it's good. I think it is a good movie. I, I think it, you know, just as much as the characters in the movie, or characters San Francisco, which you know I love is very much a character in this movie. And I think oh, that's boy. what I talked about, about alienation. Sure. You know, the background and, and just like the area and the space that the, the actors are in, the characters are in, it just has a weird vibe to it. And I like it for that. Based on the
0: 1954 French novel, D'Entrez Les Morts, which translates to From Among the Dead and was also released as The Living and the Dead by Boileau and Nargilek. AKA the prolific crime writing French duo Pierre Beaulieu and Pierre Iriad uh, AKA Thomas Nargilac. Yes, they, they write a lot of books. It's mm. crazy how many of these like the duos there are that like people that like, combine their I couldn't imagine writing a book with someone. It's got to be difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess they probably have defined roles or you'd like to think that they do so they try to make it work.
0: You'd want to know the specialties
1: absolutely.
0: Yes. Music by Bernard Herrmann, famous Movie composer, mm-hmm. collaborator of Hitchcock's. And this is definitely, probably his best work. That's, the soundtrack of this is amazing. Oh, definitely, yeah. The great, yeah. Prob- maybe the greatest thing about it. You also have a title design by Saul Bass. So that's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Saul Bass designed the uh, shower scene in Psycho. Some argue that he actually directed it too. Alfred Hitchcock, not one to give credit. So tends to be why a lot of his collaborators tapped out. Mm-hmm. And also costume design by Edith Head.
1: Yes. who's a
0: very famous costume designer in Hollywood. Oh, yes. And she, she did some some good costuming in this one. Very much so. So you open with a rooftop chase. Love the rooftop chase. I'm not asleep
1: yet. No.
0: <laughs> that no, shit's great.
1: Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the shots in the beginning, I mean, the first, the, even the first shot of the close-up of the hands, like, yep. is great.
0: Oh, and of course, we're passing by the title sequence, which is really cool, of course. Mm-hmm. all Bass, I mean, you got the the Vertigo spinny thing going on. You got eye focuses, just, just some good graphic design. Good good stuff. Check it out. Go read a book of his. They got collections, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good coffee table book, I'm sure. Definitely. He's, he's done quite a few. But yeah, you get this rooftop chase scene. And in a way, where's that movie? I would love this movie, you know? Just a...
1: Just James Stewart r- running across the rooftops. I want to see Alfred Hitchcock's like, action movie, you know? Well, I mean, maybe this was... Well, I guess that's North by Northwest, technically. And it's great for it. Yeah. That's a it's a riveting movie.
0: This one starts off that way. So we're in San Francisco, as we said. Uh, you could say that it's a character in the movie itself. <laughs> Dan did earlier. I'd say so. He did say so. And we got Detective John Ferguson, or Scotty, to his Scott. friends. What do you think of that?
1: I guess maybe it's his middle name.
0: I don't get it. I didn't like it. They also yeah. offered up Jack to John Yeah, as well. He's got a lot of options with him. You, you got to give him that, Dan. Yeah,
1: he could be anybody.
0: So there's a rooftop chase and a cop. He falls to his death. People are dropping like flies in this movie. So heads up if uh, <laughs> yeah. that's something that can get you. Because yeah, you, you see a, a, a tall surface, someone's going to fall from it. Especially if Jimmy Stewart is around, James Stewart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't like Jimmy
1: Stewart in general
0: in general no I don't care for his his films I mm-hmm. liked him when he got a lot older but he's someone that typically... I mean, he's definitely
1: older in this he's definitely older in this movie
0: <laughs> I mean older older but yes I mean he is yeah. noticeably 40 years old in
1: this he's 49 I think too old yeah
0: <laughs> and yeah it's 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 weird because of the technicolor it just feels weird every time you see him every everything else seems normal but him yeah I don't know, but this movie I like from him. I like Rear Window too, but I like, I I always like this one. I think who he is just kind of works for this one because, and this is one thing I'm I'm always say that I noticed this time is just what a fucking creepy is like, he sucks.
1: Especially towards the
0: end. I mean, of course (laughs) that's mostly what I'm alluding to, but the whole time, I mean, this helps it, but yeah, he's just not a good guy, a likable character. It's weird, uh, it, it, and again, we'll we'll get into the more into the style over substance because yeah, I don't know. So this policeman falls to his death. This triggers his vertigo, which they also say is kind of due to a fear of heights. Which this movie actually was blamed for getting that misconception out there that vertigo is just a fear of heights. Yeah. Instead of making you like you know spinny and dizzy and you know vertigo, we all know vertigo.
1: Yeah.
0: We've been there. So. He retires from being a cop due to this and he's trying to conquer this fear, get his life back together. We're cutting to his friend, his ex-fiance, which is a fascinating dynamic where he's like, yeah, like, weren't we engaged once? Like, ah, Remember remember when that happened? (laughs) I think, I feel like that happened. Do you remember that? Like, it's so weird. Aren't you ever going
1: to get married? You know, there's only one man in the world for me, Johnny O., mean me? We were engaged once though, weren't we? Three whole weeks. Uh, good old college days. Yeah, he's somehow hanging out with- their... Some other friends, I, I guess. Yeah,
0: with Marjorie yeah. or Midge Wood, played by our old friend, Barbara Bel my favorite mm-hmm. name to say. Yes. Back from Blood on the Moon was the last time we saw her.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll, I we'll probably see her again at some point.
0: It's true. She's fine in this movie, but I've seen her better. I like her better in other movies. Definitely Blood on the Moon is, was better
1: mm-hmm. from, her, from
0: her. Yeah. It, it, maybe plot-wise, it was a better movie. Yeah, so they're just hanging out. She, she's making bras. There's a lot of innuendo being passed around and such. But yeah, he, you, you kind of see that this is a broken man. But also, it seems like even before he had this problem, he sort of had an issue with women as far mm-hmm. as, like, getting attached to them. They mm-hmm. seem to like him okay, but he just, he's, he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing for him. Kind of a, just a dead man inside, just a vapid, a real piece of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at it.
0: He's, he, sucks. He's, he sucks. He sucks. He just, yeah. So he gets a call from Gavin Elster.
1: My favorite Uh, name in the movie.
0: (laughs) Played by Tom Helmore. yeah. He's an old college friend. And apparently also, uh, they went to college with Midge as well, Barbara Bel Geddes. But as we were saying how old (laughs) James Stewart was, uh, there was like a huge age difference between everybody. Yeah. Barbara Bel Geddes had a 14-year difference between her and James Stewart. James Stewart was 49 and Kim Novak was 24. Yeah. And this movie was a commercial failure at the time. And that was one of the things that Alfred Hitchcock blamed was that Jimmy Stewart was too old looking, which I don't think it, that would be a cause for the failure, but certainly we've noticed it. Yeah. You you can't deny that.
1: I think he's just looking for a scapegoat. Probably.
0: (laughs) Totally. He's a vile, vile man. Why would he blame himself when he could blame so many other people?
1: Mm.
0: So yeah, he says, Hey, we got a call from Gavin, this guy that we barely knew he definitely frames it like that and then all of a sudden he's like yeah i'll do all these huge favors for you he's like i probably wants to just mooch some drinks off you is what midge said
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, he's like that's all right i'm a little lonely i want to talk it out so they meet up and he says you know what scotty you know you used to be a cop why don't you follow my wife around madeline elster she something's off with her she Mm -hmm. seems to become a whole different person you know she's she snaps into it and she, she can't like, get her memories together and it seems to... I'm worried about her. It. it seems like something might happen to her. Mm-hmm. could be suicidal. So he reluctantly agrees. You know, He says, well, come in and just get a look at her because that's how you get people to do anything is to just look at a woman. Mm-hmm. And so He meets at this fancy restaurant, which we're going to see a, a bunch of times. Ernie's. Ernie's. There you go. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he sees her. Kim Novak. What a woman. He's, he's ready to take on the case.
1: Yeah, that's all he needed.
0: He's like, I like that blonde wig. Give it to me. (laughs) What do you think of Kim Novak in this? Um... This is going to be a fun episode. uh, And I don't mean because Dan is falling asleep in front of me. (laughs) Not since the uh, COVID vaccination episode of Touch of Evil have we experienced such sluggishness.
1: Yeah, Sluggish Dan.
0: Sluggish Dan, yes, there you go. We've rescinded your band name. So good luck with the new album, Dan.
1: Yes, Sluggish Dan.
0: (laughs) We like this movie. I love Vertigo. I fucking love Vertigo. Yeah. But if we're getting
1: into it, oof. <laughs> I think she's definitely my least favorite like act actor in this movie. Like I, I don't like her like I think I like her performance more so later in the film. I, I think when you kind of see more I mean being far ahead when she's actually dude. We get
0: the twist and we find out more about her and who she is.
1: Yeah, I like just, I, I like, like her playing that better.
0: Like, yeah no totally the, the, that was more enjoyable from her but yeah i mean it, she doesn't even speak until one third of the way into the movie too so that doesn't mm-hmm. help her case
1: yeah
0: and, you know so after this when he, he agrees to it he the, he follows her around i like all that stuff when he's just following around san francisco and because it's a know, mystery
1: you don't really know you're kind of following along and you're kind of dis- you're discovering along with james stewart
0: yeah, not everyone's seen this movie a million times, so yeah, <laughs> you're, you're getting into it. So yeah, it follows her around. We go to the florist. She buys a bouquet. Then she goes to a grave where you get a little Carlotta Valdez. Think of Harvey Danger every time. Thank I'm you, Dan. You bu- I'm glad free. you brought it up before me. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I got the album, Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone, as soon as it came out. And back in the day, Flagpole Sitter. I mean, come on, great song and was that blown away because it seemed like that was going to be one history would treat them like they were a one-hit wonder but that was not the case great great album and yeah that was one of the strongest songs knew it before i even knew the movie honestly
1: i think that's actually how i found out about the movie was oh, okay. was, was, was getting that record and then learning about what carl Carlotta valdez was about this um,
0: was another movie we watched in film studies after school and I remember hearing that and then instantly the whole time I'm like, I got to go home and put on my CD because I got to hear this and be like, wow, that's what that's from. That's cool.
1: I think it's Love one of it. the most underrated albums of the nineties. Like I oh, think yeah. just like the songwriting, the lyrics, just everything about it are just fantastic.
0: Razor sharp. I need to find that tape, Dan. You're right. I, agree. I
1: I have it on tape actually.
0: Look at you. I was already on the CDs at that point. I didn't know what my future held for me, which was the past.
1: Yep. I that's a tape I I held on to. Yeah, I just I I just got it on tape and I had it on CD and vinyl too. But Arena Rock Records, yep, S- and slash, a bunch of slash. other ones. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, we see that, and then also we go to the art museum, the Ledger of Honor Art Museum, and we see the portrait of Carlotta painting. Cool painting. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see these paintings in these movies. So originally Hitchcock had wanted Vera Miles to play Judy or at this point, I'm sorry, Madeline. She actually became pregnant and was not available. There's also some rumors that they just didn't want her eventually, but she had... The painting was actually based off of her in the... They had done that in the pre-production. Fun fact for you. Cool painting. I don't know. That's all I got. And I like... Yeah, I just love this scene where he's following her around, and then she heads to the McKittrick Hotel, and he talks to the the person at the door, or behind the desk, rather, yeah, she's like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who nobody's up there and uh, yeah so it's like what's going on
1: yeah. this is where
0: we, things get a little screwy especially right here yes he goes to a local historian who explains that carlotta Veldez had actually committed suicide she was the mistress of a wealthy married man had his kid the otherwise childless man said i'll take this kid and get rid of carlotta and gavin reveals that carlotta was Madeline's great grandmother. And he's thinks that like, she's possessed her.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. So you're like, well,
1: <laughs> which is fascinating in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess that could be possible. What? What? <laughs>
0: that's, that's all I got for my Jimmy Stewart. That was pretty good. Uh, awful actor. Um. <laughs> Not my cup of tea.
1: I would just say I, I'd say the way you could chara- characterize it is a very singular character. <laughs> oh boy, yes. I, I don't mind him in in certain roles, but he's just okay. I, I'm not like I'm not like a huge fan. There's a couple of movies that he stars in that I do really like. I mean, this being one of them. Uh, obviously, it's I a think he yeah he
0: got, he got some good roles, you know. Yeah. but it wasn't him that made them so great. Didn't hurt some cases, but. Mm-hmm. Didn't help in others. Yeah, Harvey man? You like Harvey? Harvey. The one with the giant rabbit?
1: Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, also, I like him in um what's it called? Uh The Shop Around the Corner, which is actually one of my favorite Christmas movies. He's great in that.
0: Nice. Dan, we have so much connection issues with this episode. It's I don't know what it is, man. This could be a bad episode. It could not. It could be a great episode. <laughs> we need to get through this slog part of the movie that we kept falling asleep through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this
1: is the culprit. This is, this this, is the this worst is
0: part. Time. All yeah. this stuff sucks. It's so dumb and confusing. I mean, yeah. it's fine but like it's for the movie, but like, it's not fun to talk about. What's up with her? Is she possessed? She's going everywhere. Is she Carlotta Veldez? It's her grandma. She doesn't have any memories, but we finally end up to Fort Point and she leaps into the bay. Scotty's there and he he jumps in after her and he takes her back to his place and decides to... Let her say, hey, what's going on? Let's be friends. I seem to all of a sudden have taken a shine to you. I had to save your life because I'm a weird guy and I have a weird relationship with women. Somehow we're about to fall in love, even though none of these interactions would (laughs) suggest that that could have happened whatsoever.
1: Somehow he's just there in like that isolated area (laughs) that no one else is around. Yeah, I mean, as we'll find out, that was meant to be,
0: but- Right, sure. Sure, at this point, of course, somehow yeah they they hang out together they go for the drive and then yeah she she uh has a nightmare about being at like the where like the what's that place the mission <laughs> the mission yeah where the where the the big stuff happens is the bell tower right
1: yeah cloister with the bell tower yeah because
0: yeah, there's a bell that's wrong yeah so there's a church you know yeah some religion going on there. But she, yeah, she had a nightmare there, which they say is the childhood home of Carlotta. And so they decide to head up there. They go through the, you know, the, the like redwoods. Mm-hmm. You ever been, are oh, you ever been to that
1: area of California, Dan? I've always wanted to go. I've never been there.
0: Absolutely gorgeous and life-changing. Yeah. Can't recommend it enough. I, I could always see myself end up in Northern California. It's a, it's a beautiful area.
1: Definitely. You know, I, that, I've been to Southern California, but not Northern, but I've always wanted to go to Northern
0: especially because you love yourself from San Francisco, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. I'm watching this movie again. And, and then even last night I, I was watching, so, so I admire an was on too. I'm like, I'm getting all these San Francisco movies. Wow. Yeah. Just back to back.
0: No, I mean, I would say this is one of the like better, like best San Francisco movies. It's a good,
1: it's a good ad for San Fran. Yeah. Great, great location shooting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So they head there, they head to this tower they're in love now. All of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? Right? Exactly. It's the '90s. It's like this is the '50s. I should say. Yeah. So they head up. Uh, they're going up. Madeline goes crazy. She's running, and Scotty tries to go after, her, but then of course his his vertigo kicks in. You get the cool little focus his ac- acrophobia. Yeah. So yeah that that it was a very very specific shot. The vertigo zoom. Hitchcock had wanted to try it since as far back as Rebecca from 1940, but the technology mm-hmm. wasn't quite there, but it was inspired by a time he had fainted during a party, Hitchcock. But yeah, it's actually uncredited second unit cameraman, Erman Roberts was actually who invented the famous zoom. It's a zoom out and track in, or also the contra zoom or trombone shot but that's... I like all be- of those
1: names. <laughs>
0: Great names. They they Once you have something that cool, the names are available to you. You're in the yeah, zone. They're just
1: flying at that point.
0: Exactly. The view down the mission stair will actually cost $19,000 for just a couple seconds of screen time. That's crazy. But the zoom out tracking shots were done with miniatures laid on their sides because it was impossible to do them vertically. So that stuff's really cool. Like the color of this looks so good. It's fun. This is one of the better Technicolor movies. And yeah, just like... A lot of the techniques, that, that's the stuff that works. Edith Head's amazing costume design. Mm-hmm. The sense of color that she had brought to this. Good stuff. And Madeline, she falls to her death, which is great. All, all the people
1: <laughs> fall. Well, like, you're saying like, which is great.
0: <laughs> I just mean it's well done. Like it's yeah. not, it's tough, especially back then to film something like that. Sure. A lot of times they just imply it. But you know, the way people are going down, it's got a good look. Yeah. Not too phony. That's all. There's a lot of plunges, so they got to look good. Right. But Madeline's dead. She sprawled out on the the tile roof.
1: Yeah, it's like a stucco. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably pretty toasty. Yeah. So, you know, that's not fun. And they're calling it a suicide. Cut to in court where the, I don't know who, prosecutor, I don't know, some guy. He's not happy about this and he's really laying it on thick and laying the blame on Scotty. But Gavin, he's like, I don't think it's your fault, man. It's all right.
1: Sorry, Scotty, that was rough. You had no right to speak to you like that. It was my responsibility. I shouldn't have got you involved. No, there's nothing you have
0: to say to me. I'm getting out, Scotty, for good. I can't stay here. I'm going to wind up her affairs and mine,
1: get away as far as I can. Europe, perhaps. I probably never will come back. Goodbye, Scotty.
0: Is there anything I can do for you before I go? There was no way for them to understand.
1: You and I know who killed Madeline.
0: Scotty, he doesn't take it very well. He's going nuts and uh, becomes almost catatonic. He goes to a sanitarium, just trying to get his life back together. You get the cool, this is where we get the cool sequence of, of madness with the animation and yes. the colors. This is what I had fallen asleep before, but I think that's the best shot in the movie. That, that's just so cool. It holds up so well. Talk yeah, about looks, colors.
1: Yeah, it looks great on, on the Blu-ray, for sure. Good stuff. I'd say even
0: that's really just worth the price of admission. It's got to be on YouTube, right? Probably. I should hope so. Get a little high def there and put it on your screen. Take it off the phone or do it on the phone. You know, whatever. Yeah. whatever you're into. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude's gone nuts. And then he's just going back and recreating the whole thing, going back to the places that Madeline visited. And one day he sees someone on the street who looks kind of like her, even though they have different hair color. And I, I find her eyebrows even more insane when she is her, her true self is Judy Barton. Yeah. She has
1: um, a, like a little bit different features so just a little bit. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause he even wipes some of that away when he goes through his uh, regimen of changing her completely. hmm but yeah, he sees her, and he decides to stalk her up to her apartment and force his way in there through peer pressure, and turns out she's Judy Barton from Selena, Kansas. Yeah, I don't know. He's just basically like, hey, let's hang out with me. <laughs> I won't take no for an answer. She's like, fine. Well, we, um, we find out
1: why. I mean, at first, when you don't know, Like, what's going on with it? Like, it it does seem a little bit odd that she's just welcoming this completely creepy, weird dude into her apartment. Yeah, but Under normal circumstances.
0: But also, like, he's still just trying to be persuasive and her just trying to be nice. But yes, then afterwards, she is starting to write him a letter of why she's going to bail on him. And this is where we get a flashback turning out that she, Judy, was pretending to be Madeline because uh, Gavin had already killed his wife snapped her neck he was up there at the church like holding her dead body waiting and as she's run up then because he knew that his you know friend he totally picked his old friend with with vertigo perfect for this job to to come and so yeah he couldn't pursue her up there he knew that and so yeah gavin's up there waiting with his dead wife and once judy's up there he just like
1: hooks hooks her up the sack well, it's like a dummy, too, so it, look, it like, flops. Yeah, know, yeah. Really weirdly. Well, they, that's something that I wonder. I wonder at what point he killed her, because it, <laughs> it says that he broke her neck, and I wonder if it happened up there. Like, I wonder if it happened right before he actually threw her down or if it happened much earlier. That's the one thing that I'm I, I'm not 100% sure about. We I would mean, think don't that you, it didn't happen then,
0: but I don't think it happened, like, too like long before. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's like, let me get this in place, once everything's settled, I'll then kill my wife and we'll do this switcheroo.
1: Yeah. And we find out that the, that Judy was uh, his mistress.
0: Yeah. So he pressures into that. Poor Judy just gets stuck with these shitty men.
1: Well, that's you things. Like, did he just, you know, have an affair with her just because she looked like his wife? Like, that just seems Probably, weird to me. yeah. You know, like uh, Gavin, very...
0: Gavin knows what he's doing.
1: Apparently. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's taking over the her company and getting all the money.
0: And I, I hope he gets away with it. Going to Europe. Exactly. Good times in Europe. So yeah, she writes that letter and says, hey, you know what? I'm alive. The person that you fell in love with is me. I'm alive. But she decides to just rip up the letter, decides against giving it to him, and she loves Scotty. She'll figure it out. And this is where it is just insane, all this stuff. I mean, you you sort of just kind of forget this movie is so much about like obsession and stuff, but it's not really trying to hide it. You got Scotty. He's just like, trying to change Judy and Madeline.
1: Why are you doing this? What, what good will it do?
0: I don't know. I don't know. No good, I guess. I don't know.
1: I wish you'd leave me alone. I, I want to go away. You can, you know. No, you, you wouldn't let me. And... I, I don't want to go. Judy, Judy, I tell you this, these
0: past few days have been the first happy days I've known in a year.
1: I know. I know, because, because I remind you of her, and not even that very much. No.
0: No, Judy. Judy, it's you, too. There's something in you that...
1: You don't even want to touch me. Yes,
0: yes, I do.
1: Couldn't you like me? Just me, the way I am? When we first started out, it was so good. We we had fun. And and then you started in on the clothes. Well, I'll wear the darn clothes if you want me to. If, If you'll just, just like me.
0: Judy, please, it can't matter to you. he doesn't even know yet that this is her he won't find out until later when she gives it away with a necklace right. But up until that point he's just like yeah i want you to dress like her dye your hair you got to wear this specific thing you got to wear this gray suit which actually kim novak is like i don't want to wear gray throughout this like filming of the movie and it was like a real real battle between her and alfred hitchcock but mm-hmm. surprisingly he got his way
1: Well, the one thing I do like is during this, uh, I think some of my favorite shots in the entire movie are in her hotel room where with the greens from the the neon and where it's real dark and you see just her in profile and stuff like that. Like those shots are just fantastic. Like those are, you know, that's what I love most about this film. Like just even just those particular shots are, are amazing.
0: I'm a big fan of just, of course, like you're saying, San Francisco being a a character in the city. In fact, earlier when he was Scotty was tailing Madeline driving around the city, that route is actually geographically correct. So Mm -hmm. you could take the Vertigo tour if you'd like to.
1: I I want to take the Dark Passage tour and I want to take the Vertigo tour in the same day.
0: Yeah, I don't know. From what I was reading, like Kim Novak definitely was trying to bring a sense to the character, you know, trying to figure it out and flesh it out and Hitchcock hated that, and and kind of it seemed to label her as difficult. One point when he questioned uh, Hitchcock over her motivation in a particular scene, Hitchcock said to her, "quote Let's not probe too deeply into these matters, Kim. It's only a movie."
1: End quote. I don't think he really felt that way. I think he was just, just trying to stop her from <laughs> saying something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, she
0: starts to change her, and she's she's doing it even though she's clearly very unhappy, but she's sticking around because apparently she loves him for whatever reason. Yes. But she accidentally wears that necklace, which was in Carlotta's painting. And Scotty puts it all together then that they were Gavin and her were in it from the start. And uh, he's like, you know what? Let's go head on back to the mission. I got a mission for the mission. Yep. He's saying, I got to do this. I got to, the only way I'm going to get over it is if we, do it again. And also, like, didn't that realization kind of knock out his vertigo? Like, He definitely like, gets over it at one point. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, it was the realization. It's definitely around this time. Though. Yeah. But yeah, he's, they go for it, they reenact it, and they head on up the, the bell tower. Everything seems to be okay. He's conquered his agoraphobia, or vertigo if we're really going with the movie here. It's, it all seems to be well. Judy begs for forgiveness. Everybody's in love. They embrace, but then all of a sudden it looks like the fucking reaper's coming up, and uh, it totally terrifies Judy. She lunges backwards and falls to her death accidentally. But it was a nun. She starts ringing off that bell. Scotty's bummed out.
1: who seems like she doesn't really care at all. She's <laughs> like the most apathetic at ad- you know to the situation. It's like the
0: second death, like in a co- you know a few months or whatever. Right. So of course it's just like oh god, old another- it's old hat. That that bell is just like clean up another body, ring the ding ding. Yep that's vertigo ah yeah i don't know
1: <laughs> well i i was reading that and, and i don't know if my version has it but i was reading that there is they did shoot an alternate ending to the movie you got this one no actually i have because this one has it does it i it might it might still well have it i actually have this glorious I
0: contemplated getting that but i i decided it didn't have enough of what i wanted in it
1: it has a lot i mean but it has a lot yeah, I guess we should mention for our, our listeners because they can't see it. I have the... It's, it's you think we
0: still got listeners on this unreleasable episode, Dan? I think
1: it's releasable.
0: I feel almost feel like we even need to redo this one. This sucks. No, I think it's fine. Dan, we're almost done with the episode and it's like we haven't even been talking for a full hour. Hey, man, I can stretch it
1: out, all right? I'll Are be able you, to stretch go it Go ahead out?
0: and vamp about this Alfred Hitchcock set, which clearly we love the man because we just went and gushed about him so hard. <laughs> yeah,
1: clearly. I, yeah, I went through, like, a a moment where I was just like, you know what, I really want to kind of force myself into watching some more of his films, and I saw... Did you watch all all those? I've watched now, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. I watched six of the 15, but I've seen a couple of the other ones before I had the box set. So, still a ways to go. There's, There's 15 movies and 10 episodes from the TV show, plus a bunch of bonus features. I think I got on, at one point, it was, like, on sale for, like, pretty cheap i think it was like 30 or 40 bucks or something like that and for you know that many movies i was just like i can't pass it up yeah it was like
0: up to 90 when i was checking it
1: out oh wow yeah it got down to like really low at one point i had it like just kind of on a wish list and it it would just update you and i finally i finally snagged it yeah it's i mean it's worth having just because it has it's all in one package you know what i mean just for me like i was just like you know if i'm if i'm in the mood for a, a hitchcock i have a couple other standalones but yeah no it's it looks great. I mean, the Blu-ray looks, looks fantastic. Definitely, these movies are always
0: good-looking. So yeah, yeah, in that scene, it, it ends as it ends, but there's an additional, some more after where It cuts to Midge, and she's listening to the news over the radio that Gavin Elster is being sought after by the police. They're going to extradite him back to America mm-hmm. so he can get punished. Because otherwise, actually, this was the only one of Alfred Hitchcock's movies where the killer is not punished. Yeah. They said it was over like a... Like a, a censorship committee overseas, but it turned out it was actually at the demands of the American Production Code Administration.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That but darn it not, code. It was not used, and rightfully so. I don't think it would ruin the movie, but I mean, it just ends with, so nicely with that really
1: terrifying fall. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think the ending's fine as it is. Yeah, don't touch this thing, huh? Nope i I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with. it. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about it. It's just it is a very good movie. I think. Yeah, obviously, there's some times where it kind of plods and there's not a lot of dialogue and it, it, it kind of it kind of lulls you into a sleep a, a bit of the way in the movie, but it's not to say it's a bad movie. It's just, uh, I guess it's in the same way, like an Antonioni film, like I don't know how familiar you are with his films, but uh, like in the same way where like, it's there's a, there's that theme of alienation and, and, and just like with the environment versus the people. And I get some of that similar sensibility in this film. Like it's just a little bit of that. There's almost like a disaffected disconnect between the characters and, and the the locations, I think. It's, just a, it's a very interesting juxtaposition. But I like it. I like it for that. I think that's one of the things I do like about it.
0: Well, the the critics and the the audience didn't seem to like this one too much in 1958. They didn't really come out for it. And Alfred Hitchcock blamed it on Jimmy Stewart looking too old, as we said. Mm-hmm. And they never worked together again. And it was actually one of his favorite collaborators up to that point. Mm-hmm. And also his wife... Alfred Hitchcock's wife, who we very much trusted with her opinion. They said, she said there was like one scene she didn't like in this movie, like only one. And it caused like Hitchcock to think that she hated it. Yeah. It was the scene where Kim Novak walks towards the San Francisco Bay and she felt it made Novak look too large on the screen, which is such a small thing. Nah, totally. Kim Novak was actually on loan from Columbia Pictures and they were paying her $1,250 a week but the studio was receiving $250,000 for her loan out and for her to be in one more movie with James Stewart called Bell Book and Candle from 1958. So she actually went on strike for, didn't come to work one day and was actually able to get a raise. Wow. So you get him, Kim Novak. Kim Novak's still with us. Yes. Not dead. So I guess she gets the last laugh. She also said in a January 2020 CBS interview that she adored Alfred Hitchcock even though he publicly referred to her as a weak actress and a cow. Wow. The screenplay is credited to Alec Coppola and Samuel A. Taylor. Forgot to give them credit earlier. But Coppola actually didn't write a word of the final draft. He's just credited for contractual reasons. Taylor didn't even read Coppola's script or the original novel when he came up with his script. He worked solely from Alfred Hitchcock's outline of the story. Bernard Herrmann actually wasn't able to conduct the score for this movie. It actually... She was from your Matheson who did it because there was a strike musician strike in the U S it was conducted and recorded in Europe. Thus lacks Herman's quote, personal sound, which he applied to every score he conducted. There's some cool features on this Blu-ray too, where it gets into Edith head and Saul Bass and Bernard Herman, like just, nice little 15 minute
1: features. I don't know if that's on yours, but I'll have to look again. I think there are some features. I just didn't, I didn't dive too deep. I, I should hope I so done. with
0: that set, you got to give them, but yeah, there's some, some fun little stuff on here. You know, there's a Hitchcock Trafo interview, mm-hmm. which, which is fun. A nice little feature on just the restoration of this. This was one of the first films that was selected by the library of Congress for preservation. Yeah. So they had to restore it, but I feel like from what I was seeing, like this was not hard to restore. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everyone was always keeping everything at Hitchcock. So it's just like, no problem. Really just a matter of doing it,
1: but it looks great. I think this one had a rights issue. I think it wasn't necessarily the, the actual print. It was just like, yeah, the, how they um, could get the rights to do it.
0: Cause the rights went to Hitchcock's daughter after he died. And so it was mm-hmm. just a matter of that. And there was a, there was actually four films that had gone out of print until 1984. Mm-hmm. When it come out, it's just one rear window was one of them as well. Yeah. You know, ones you wouldn't think cause these seem like the big ones. Right. Uh, We also got Hitchcock reportedly spent a week filming the brief scene where Madeline stares at the portrait of the palace of the Legion of honor just to get the lighting. Right. That sounds horrific. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, man. that's, That's basically it. There was the, the flashback sequence where it gets into Judy, how she came about getting hired on to, you know, pull this ruse and he was worried, you know, where they find out that Judy and Madeline are the same. He thought that maybe people would lose interest in the movie if it came too soon, so they actually showed two screenings of the movies: one with that scene and one without. With the flashback, critics called it his best movie, and without it, critics called it one of his worst movies. So, yeah, they decided really nice. to go ahead and hold yeah. on to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps to know, especially because of what a piece of shit Jimmy Stewart is throughout that whole sequence with his obsession. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not likable characters in this, but you, you don't always need like. I mean, it's it's noir, you know. The, we want pieces of shit. It's just not in the way that you would expect traditionally. But that that's sort of more reasons why you can argue it. it it's a part of the canon, why why it belongs deserves to be here. You know.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's definitely very much a Hitchcock film. Yeah, <laughs> <It's, laughs> I mean, oh, totally. he has that style, and it's. But he he
0: dips his toes into and noir more. You know, we still got real Window. I would say we would have to get to and. Mm-hmm strangers on a train you know yeah we can have some fun and in many ways some of those are even more noir than this yeah it's a good one
1: yeah no i i like i mean i, I still recommend watching it i mean especially if you haven't seen it before i think it's still a good one to watch i mean for me like i said it's it's you know one of, i think it's one of if not the first i think i ever saw his so i think i think Second, this one for me
0: psycho was first
1: really yeah i think this one north by northwest i think i was two of the first ones i remember seeing i saw north by northwest in a film class
0: that came up too. I mean, we just kind of yeah. did those three really, yeah, and bits of Rear Window.
1: Mm-hmm. Rear Window is another one I fall I fall asleep through all the time. Yeah, when I, when I try to watch it, that's another one.
0: Because Jimmy Stewart's so boring.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why he got Cary Grant later on.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's when you're like, oh, what, what, what? Uh, uh. Like Cary Grant. Cary Grant's great.
1: Yes, no, I like Cary Grant.
0: That's what we're really trying to say here. Yes. Did you catch the Hitchcock cameo?
1: It's in the very beginning.
0: Yeah, he's walking past. Yes. Yeah, he loves a walk past.
1: Yeah, very yeah. early in the movies, usually. There you go.
0: Well, I think we vamped enough, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was
1: a good episode.
0: This is a bad episode. Eh. This, this will go down as one of our worst, and it's a shame because it's one of our best movies, but we, we've done that before. That's kind of the out-of-the-podcast style, right?
1: Well, we do that just because you've got to keep the, you know, the audience guessing. You never know what you're going to get. I don't know what I'm gonna get. What's happening here?
0: I really <laughs> thought that we were gonna come in and do a good episode, and this was just a failure. I don't think it was that big of a failure. <laughs> okay. I, if, if you're if you're okay with it, then I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's a tough movie because it's like there is a lot of a lot of gaps. Like there's a lot of just things happen, but they don't really happen. You know, it's just like there's a lot of like. It's hard nothing to talk going.
0: about you know like.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a tough just movie like a to, watch and see. Yeah
0: i mean yeah the colors are amazing i mean it's yes. it, it's just such a visually delightful exciting movie right well worth getting a blu-ray copy of definitely um, they butcher it's so weird they like they know they have to keep saul bass's design on this mm-hmm. because it's so well regarded but then they're like oh let's throw jimmy stewart's dumb face on it <laughs> as well like just I had it completely ruined it.
1: So I, I know that because I had a DVD version of it for that was the first version I had of it and it was <laughs> that same it had that same cover on it. I don't like it. Yeah, because I think the one I'm trying to think of the one that's on mine. It did There's, come with a digital copy though, and
0: I, I do like that one. That that's happens, good. So I will give give a shout out for that.
1: So th- mine actually, so th- it's like a book where like it has like the cases for it, and this has the actual poster in it and the, nice. the in the set, which is actually kind of nice. It's kind of a different poster, but I, I dig it. A lot more artsy, as it should be. Yes, I mean and that's what's. I mean, this
0: is so regarded in like art scenes of, of just because of its style. So it's like this is this is definitely one where you just like you watch it. You're not talking about it. Yeah. So just like that's just what, like
1: when she looks at the painting in the movie.
0: Exactly. Just look at this painting. It's thanks for listening to us talk about it, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: i don't know i guess i just wanted to do better but like i don't know what we could have done this is where we get into the self-deprecating uh no <laughs> you know, it, second it's, guessing it's too much and but i don't know vertigo experience well, it
0: we'll see if we can get it, get ourselves recalibrated for next week's film this is a dan pick so we'll see what we got we got 1950 we're gonna jump ahead one year to 1959's odds against tomorrow yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm crazy. You're counting your fingers and toes. I'm talking about 5-0-0-0-0. Oh, 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 oh. I'll take that drink.
0: What makes you so big you can call me up to this dump and shoot up off your
1: mouth? I got an idea, that's why, Slater. How would you like to pick up $50,000 all in small bills just for yourself? Get wise to yourself, Ingram. You're just another black spot on Main Street. Shut that ugly mouth of yours, Earl. Get in the car.
0: Someday I'm going to snap off
1: your poisoned head. Listen to me, Johnny.
0: Back up, Burke. The odds will never be right. I know how to handle him. I've been handling him all my life. He's no different because he got him a $20 pair of shoes. All right, Slater. Handle me. The next time you call me, I'm going to see you.
1: I'll be waiting. You're not just another white spot to me.
0: At night, I tell you people That cold, cold sun goes down I cry, I sigh, I want to die Cause my baby's not around
1: Did you remember right, exactly. that one was coming? I did know that one was coming. I was looking at the schedule, and uh, oh, yes. Spoiling. Well, I mean, I had I, I have it together when I when I look at things. So
0: sure.
1: But yes, I uh, I am very much looking forward to this one because yeah, this is one I've seen, but uh, you have not, right? Right. Is it a Criterion? No, it's actually on Blu-ray. It's on Olive. Uh, oh, Olive that's film. right. That's right. I was. Yeah. I remember looking at it. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I, I haven't watched it actually. The, the the only other time I've seen it was on TCM. So I have the Blu-ray, but I have I've been holding on to it for this episode. So I'm curious to see how it looks on uh, on the on the Blu-ray. All right. Well, we'll see. forward to it. It's gonna be a good time. So
0: join us then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got, Dan.
1: Yeah. No, I think it, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah.
0: He's to, to crime less so on the ears, but more so on the the tears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well said it was a crime